I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hello, Songtown. This is Clay and Marty. Great to be here for another episode of Songwriting Talk. I'm excited. Today we've got a fun episode to go through. Marty's going to take it away and, and get us into the subject. All right. So I was in a mentoring session one time and <clears throat> I listened to these songs and they were all really good. Um, none of them really stood out as great. And so I asked this person, um, tell me kind of your thought process of where you would go with these songs. And he said, well, you know, I just create a generic country track and then I write to it and, and it hit me. I was like, and that's exactly what you've created is a generic sounding country song. And, you know, we hear the same thing for pop songs and sync songs, that kind of stuff. You know, people going, well, I just wrote this for sync. Well, what do you think it would work for? I don't know. You know, I just thought, you know, I would write a generic kind of sounding sync song. And, and, you know, I think the, people that are succeeding are targeting something. And, and so when they're writing, they've got more purpose and direction than that. They're not trying to just create a generic country song. They're trying to write a song, country song that will work for artists X, Y, and Z, or they're trying to create a sync song that would work for this show and that kind of thing. So what are your thoughts on that, Clay? I agree totally that, the generic approach and I can see how somebody goes, okay, I want to sound like everything that's on radio and I, because, you know, and I've got to do that. But the thing is you've got to have something different that is not generic to get into that conversation of being, you know, a producer is not going to look at your, song that's straight down the middle and go, well, I'm going to cut this person's song and take a chance on this person's song over a straight down the middle song that comes from somebody that's written 20 hits. Right. The only way you're going to get noticed over that person that's written 20 hits is to have something that's outside of the box. You know, we're starting a class next week. Um, you know, it's, it's, talking about songs that are song of the year type songs. And I think really, if you're a new artist, that's what you've got to strive for. You've got to strive to write something really special. And I know for myself, my first number one song was a song called Beautiful Mess. And it wasn't like everything else on the radio when it came out. And that got me into the conversation because it was different. If I had just tried to write everything I write, you know, be just like the radio, be like everything else we're hearing. I never would have had that, that first entree into the music business. So let the producers, let the record companies take your thing. That's a little outside of the box and produce it in a way where it sounds more like radio and it might have that radio sound, but you've got to have some song elements that are outside of the box, that are unique, that are fresh. Yeah, that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, and the other piece of that equation is if you're if you're just creating what sounds like a generic track for any genre, 
that's not going to inspire your co-writers. You know, it's yeah. they may go, yeah, that sounds kind of like the stuff on the radio in a generic way, but that doesn't inspire me to, to go, Oh, this is really cool and special and different. And, and by the same kind of story with me, Clay, when must be doing something right. When we started pitching that song, people were like, Oh wow, there hasn't been any R and B feeling country in twenty years. You yeah. know, this feels really cool and different. I don't know what you mean by it. And they took it and they made it in you know, they they made it fit onto radio, but what they started with was something that was gonna stand out when it yeah. came out, you know, and that was the most uh most played song of that year because it, it felt different and that brought in an era of lots more R and B kind of flavored stuff. <clears throat> but if if you're just chasing what's down the middle, you're gonna just your songs are just gonna feel like they're they're that. They're they're songs that are just chasing the middle of the road in every way. And so you need to search for things that inspire, you know, things things where people go, oh, that's different. So if I'm writing with a track person and, and they come in with three generic sounding tracks and then they have this one that's really different that's the one i want to write to because that inspires me to to get out of the box and and look at things in a different way and i did a show this past weekend in the keys and jeffrey Steele was on that show and and song after song after song that he played and he's in the hall of fame he would go man we wrote this song thing and we said nobody would ever cut this this is too <laughs> weird and then it was a big hit, you know, and then he introduced this other song. Yeah, we wrote this as a joke thinking, you know, this was too far out. And, and he kept doing that. And and if you listen to his catalog, he is he's stretching the boundaries of what what you can do. So I think it's it's really important. And what I encourage people to do um, um, I had a mentoring session even more recently when someone kind of the same story of, of just like, you know, well, we're, I'm not writing toward anything in particular. I'm just trying to write the best country song I can do or, or the best sync or the, the best Christian song I, I can write. And I encourage uh, this person to, to be a little more targeted in what they're doing, you know, and to aim at things that you know, you have a realistic shot of hitting. So you, you want to make sure you're writing songs that are uh, for artists that cut outside songs. And, and you're not trying to write songs to pitch to Taylor Swift, who's going to write every single song or, you know, right. Kelsey Ballerini. Um, but to find targets that you've got a reasonable possibility of getting a song on there, if you write something great, and then don't try to shoot right down the middle for that artist, try to, try to go what's something maybe that that's in that artist's wheelhouse, but they haven't done yet. I know you've had some experience with that with, with Darius of listening to his record and you go, you didn't have this kind of song. So let's try to write that, you know? Um, but I think if you target a little more like that, like if you, if, if you go, okay, I'm going to write a sync song for this show. I'm going to try to write something for Yellowstone. Well, there's a lot of other shows coming out that are Westerns, you know, so you've got other possibilities mm -hmm. if you miss, but it's not going to sound like just a generic song, you know, that you're trying to throw into the sync world or the pop world or the country world. You're going to, you know, you're, you're given a little more focus to your writing. And I think that's super important. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, notice any great artist that you've ever admired, and I guarantee you, when they set out to record their next record, they had a definite goal target in mind of what they wanted to sound like, the kind of songs they wanted to do. Um, whether it's the Beatles, when John Lennon wants to record Norwegian Wood, he wanted to sound like Bob Dylan. When they recorded back in the USSR, the Beatles wanted to sound like the Beach Boys. Um, take the latest Bruno Mars album. He's trying to do that throwback R&B 80s sound that, that he really loves. And, you know, wins a Grammy for Song of the Year. And he's definitely like every, Bruno's definitely like every other artist I've worked with that were successful in the fact that they always set out when they go to record an album, they have a target sound in mind that they want to hit. They know what type of songs they want to write. And we see it, Marty, when we get set up to write with artists, we know the ones that come in that have no clue who they are and what they want to write. Oh, I just want to write a hit. You know, those artists don't succeed. It's the artists that, that have a definite goal, a definite target, and they're good. They're really good at hitting that target. And those are the artists that succeed. Yeah. And the, you know, the Bruce Springsteen doesn't, you know, when he's working on his next record, he doesn't go, um, I want to sound like you two on, <laughs> on this, you know, on this record. Um, he's looking for songs that fit his brand. Right. And his brand is very distinct and it's going to take a song that's kind of targeted to, to get on an artist like that. You know, it's, it's going to have to be a song that sounds like they wrote it for their fans. You know, when right. I had everybody wants to go to heaven with Kenny Chesney, he said in an interview, this is exactly what my audience wants to hear from me. They're at my show to have a good time. They want to go to heaven. They're good people, but they don't want to go now. And so people think he wrote that song and, and that's a song we targeted for him and for, fortunately that one worked but even if it you know had not worked we had other people that were interested in that song <clears throat> so I, I think the thing we want to encourage all of you to do that are listening is in whatever genre you're writing make sure that you are targeting something so that it's not going to be generic sounding it's going to be more specific like Oh, this would work for this set of artists or the, you know, and, and to make sure that those artists cut outside songs uh, so that, that you would have a chance if you wrote something amazing. And then I call it writing around the edges. Don't, don't try to copy what they've done or write right down the middle of what they do. Look around the edges and, and go, okay, these are the kinds of things they like to say what would be a different way for them to say that that's still in, you know, still in their, their wheelhouse or in the ballpark for them? Yeah. And, you know, just because you're target writing for an artist, don't make the mistake of, man, I really don't like this kind of music, but I'm going to do it because I want to try to write a hit. You got to write what you're excited about. So if you can't find something that you get really excited about in a genre, then don't do it. I mean, there, there's no point in it because I guarantee you 
the people that are writing hits are excited at the end of the day about the song they just wrote. And, you know, I don't care. So many people go, oh, they just write this for money and they don't really care about the music. That's not true. No. I've been, I've written hits. You've written hits. We've been in the room with hundreds of other people that have written hits. And every day we're writing what we're excited about. No one yeah. is trying to, to go in there and just paint by the numbers and write something generic and hope that it gets a hit. So find things. If you want to be pop songwriter, if you want to be a country songwriter, a Christian songwriter, find the things in that genre that excite you and work towards that. Because at the end of the day, if you're not excited, if your music doesn't move you, then it's not going to move anyone else that hears it. Absolutely. And, you know, one other thing that we run into all the time is people that are kind of stuck in the music that they grew up on. You oh, know, and yeah. one, one thing you can do in that regard is you can look at that music and go, okay, what do I love about that? And how could I modernize that? You know, so we took R&B, old R&B that we loved, and we, but we're like, how can we write a modern country song that has some of that flavor of that r you know, that that era of R&B? So you, you've got to just be conscious of um, not writing songs that sound like they're from the 90s or 60s or, what you know, whatever you grew up on, but that that you're bringing elements of that forward in modern and cool ways. But, you know, the, the worst thing, and I've been in rooms where this happened, at the end of the day, somebody will go, well, there's another country song. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. You know, that to me sounds like the kiss of death because we don't need just another country song, just another yeah. pop song. You know, we, we need a song that's going to change the world. We need a song that's going to cause somebody to jump out of their chair when they hear it and that kind of thing. Yeah, Bob Dylan said that. The world doesn't need any more songs. There's plenty of songs. You could line up the recordings and, and listen to a song for the rest of your life, sit in a chair and do nothing but listen to songs. You're never going to make it through all the songs that are out there. Yeah. So although the world, the way he put it, the world doesn't need any more songs, but there's always room for a great song, for a real yeah. song. And that's what we got to strive for is to, to be special. You know, yeah. and that that's just like what we're doing in this class called The Cut Above, where we're going to strive to write those songs of the year. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope that was helpful, everybody. Uh, I, we encourage you to target something when you're writing. Target someone or something specific um, and see if that extra little bit of focus and direction helps you. Because Clay and I both found that that has helped us be more successful in the music business. Take care. Uh, check out the show notes for info on books that we've written about. Clay's got a great one about melody. I've got one on lyric writing. We've got one on co-writing, which we think every co-writer needs to read because there's, it's the only book out there on that topic. And check out Songtown. We've got a great community of people uh, that are writing some great music. So we'll see you next time. Cheers. We don't have a song this week, so if you have a song you'd like us to consider for Songtown on Songwriting Podcast, send it to podcast at songtown.com, and we always go through all of those and use the ones that kind of fit with what we're doing. 
Be sure also and check out in the show notes the link to Sweetwater. Sweetwater is the best place to buy your gear and the instruments, all that kind of stuff. And Songtown on Songwriting Podcast is powered by Sweetwater. Take care.